Okay, is this thing on? <laughs> All right, I am Ilya Bodner, entrepreneur, startup guy, been in and out of insurance for about 10 years, I even started a carrier before that, was working with independent insurance agents, done marketing on behalf of carriers down to the local level. And I'm coming to you right now via podcast from a basement of a good friend of mine, Sean Rodenberg. But most importantly, what's in the basement? Uh, in the basement, we have a sauna right next to us that's heating up to about 200 degrees. Uh, we're drinking some adult beverages here. There's a TV on an old mini fridge. And we are putting this microphone up on a stool to talk to you. And I think we're going to talk about uh, all things related to insurance with our first session, Why Your Dentist Doesn't Care About You. And we're going to tie that into insurance soon. So, Sean, uh, why don't we give a little bit quick of your bio? Uh, I gave mine. Uh, you are a big dental advocate. Um, the Raging Cajun. Raging Cajun from nowhere in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, my name's Sean Rotenberg. I'm a periodontist in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I'm also uh, faculty at Ohio State, so keep my uh, myself in academics a little bit. Also on the board of directors of the Columbus Dental Society. Uh, also do um, some philanthropy. On the, I'm the president of the local Alpha Omega chapter, which is a, a dental philanthropic group. Um, and uh, now you were right, Elia. We're in, our, in my basement. As the sauna heats up to a perfect 200 degrees. Great. That'll be the theme of the night. Let's see how, how much the heat's up. All right. So, dude, we've been talking about this for a while. You really yes. got my interest. Why your dentist doesn't care about you. I think it's funny on two levels that we're actually talking about this. One is <laughs> all of our friends are dentists, so we're really going to raise some eyebrows. And two, um, I really hate going to the dentist like most people. So let's go ahead and just tackle it head on. Yeah. What did you mean by that? You know, it's it's sad to say, you know, it, it's not that your dentist doesn't care about you. It's just very hard for your dentist to care about you these days. You know, I went into dentistry because I do love taking care of people. I love my patients. But the way things are going, the way the industry has changed in the past 10, 15 years, it's just making it very hard for us to care for people the way we want to. Um, I think the biggest issue that's come up is student loan debt. Um, over the past 10-15 years, uh, the cost of dental school tuition has gone up astronomically. When I went to dental school, uh, I started dental school in uh, 2003. My tuition per year was $12,000 per year, which is pretty modest. Yeah, that's not bad. I was uh, OSU, I think mine was just around that, maybe yeah. a little bit less. At Ohio State right now, the Tuition per year for dental school is now $42,000 per year. Whoa. <laughs> so you're looking that the average dentist now comes out of dental school with almost $300,000. <laughs> Most people that I know don't make that much per year after taxes. <laughs> right. So, so you know, you're looking at $300,000 of student loan debt just from tuition alone. You tack on um, costs of, of living, uh, and now you have this this graduating group of dentists who are now trying to get jobs. And unfortunately, there just aren't enough jobs out there in private practices for most dentists. So a lot of dentists are seeking work in corporate dentistry, right. which actually is a pretty sweet setup. Most corporate offices um, 
they're offering anywhere between $100,000 and $150,000 per year uh, right off the bat. And you are you're, you're, you hit the ground running. You're seeing lots of patients. You're getting your speed up. Um, you're getting your experience up, probably more so than if you went to go associate at a traditional private practice. Um, Wait, so let me make sure I understand what you're saying. So these kids go into dental insurance or dental dentistry, and they rack up a huge uh, debt going to school, and then they're like, oh, crap, how do I pay back? So they fall back on a more stable job. Correct. That gives them an ability to pay back their loans quicker. Exactly. So it's the it's that... That's the driving force, that, I think. That, that is and the driving force. And what's corporate? It's like those Aspen Dental kind of Aspen places? Aspen Dentals, but you know, even more so these days, you know, if you go into your dental office and it's, you know, let's say it's uh, Capital City Dental, um, there's a good chance that your dentist is actually an employee of a much larger group, a much larger uh, umbrella company. Um, and it's, it's really hard to tell if that's the case because people aren't branding themselves as Aspen Dental, as Immediate Dent um, anymore. They're branding them as the the local um, solo practitioner office. But in in reality, this is a it, it's a it's almost a franchise of a much larger uh, dental company. All right, so they're kind of marketing, not tricking, but just being smooth about it and making us think we're lo- going to this local dentist that cares about himself, the practice, and us, right. but in reality, they're just employees that are trying to make ends meet. Right, and, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't want to say this is something horrible and wrong. I do feel like the dentists at these offices uh, truly care for their patients, but the people who run these, these companies, they're businessmen. They're, they're not doctors. At the end of the day, they're looking at the bottom line. Um, they're looking at production. They're looking at speed. Um, they want you to see as many patients uh, as you can during the day because you know you you want to uh, increase production in relationship to overhead. And when you look at the average overhead of a dental office being about seventy percent, you know taking an extra ten minutes to do a filling, an extra twenty minutes to do a crown or an extraction, uh, that could really add up um, and hurt your bottom line at the end of the day. So a lot of these corporate offices put. Um, certain production goals uh, on their dentists. On top of that, uh, these dentists are employees, so they really don't have a true vested interest in the success of the practice. Uh, if someone wants to, you know, if someone wants to take the day off uh, and it leaves a couple patients hanging, at the, really that's not going to hurt their uh, take home because they're being paid off of, off of salary. Um, they truly, again, they don't have this vested interest like most solo um, uh, owners have of, of dental offices. That's crazy. And so, to kind of bring it back to why we're talking about with insurance, insurance companies are trying to beat down the payout. Uh, you got your boss that's trying to make you more efficient, and really the person that gets screwed is the consumer. So I guess that's why you're saying that's why the your dentist doesn't care about you. It's again, I, ultimately in our hearts and in dentists' hearts, they do care about their patients. It's just making it very hard to do it these days. Um, even someone who isn't in corporate dentistry, um, every year insurance reimbursements uh, continue to go down for dentists, and dentists are forced to negotiate reimbursement at a lower and lower rate while their overhead continues to go up. Um, you know, you have dentists who have to see more patients, um, who possibly have to over treat their patients too 
just to make ends meet, just to pay the bills. Um, so, you know, it even affects, uh, you know, the people who aren't in corporate dentistry. And again, going back to the student loan debt, you know, someone who comes out of school with zero debt, who opens, who puts up a shingle and opens their dental practice, there's going to be, you know, you know, less anxiety, uh, less risk for them than someone who has three, four hundred thousand dollars in debt. Um, the person who's going to be who's, who has three, four hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt, you know, maybe when they could just watch a cavity, a small cavity, and treat it conservatively, maybe they're going to overtreat. Maybe they're going to want to do the filling. Um, maybe they're going to want to do a crown when maybe the tooth doesn't need a crown because at the end of the day, they know that that student loan debt payment is due at the end of the month regardless. So if no one's making money, or, or I guess everyone's profit margin is shrinking and shrinking, what's going to happen? I think that the way things are going, I think... Because well, there's no... I mean, anyone that's listening that wants to get into dentistry is realizing that's not as lucrative as it once was, and it's being squeezed from all the angles. So why would you go into it? Older guys retire, younger well, people don't come in. What's Well, you still... There's there's tons of dental schools, and there's ton of, tons of dental students who are coming out. And dentistry is a very, still a very rewarding fun job for people who want to be dentists. Um, but corporate dentistry is here to stay and it's going to continue to grow. Uh, at the end of the day, when you have a corporate entity buying supplies compared to a one doctor office, that corporate entity is probably buying supplies about 30% less than that solo practitioner dentist. So right, from, got the volume. Correct. So from a business model, um, corporate dentistry is here to stay and there's plenty of dentists coming out of dental school with all the student loan debt who need jobs, who need to make the money immediately to pay the student loan debt. Uh, so it's going to continue. And what's going to happen is it, it's going to be very similar to, to pharmacists. You know, pharmacy and uh, pharmacists have a, have a very nice lifestyle. They have, um, it, it, it's a wonderful profession. It's a growing profession because of the need, especially with all the baby boomers and medications that we have. But most pharmacists coming out of pharmacy school now they go to work at the local CVS, the local Walgreens, and you le you're looking at a guaranteed $100,000 per year of income. Yeah. And for someone coming out of school, a guaranteed six-figure salary, that's pretty nice. And you have the convenience of clocking in at the beginning of the day, clocking out, benefits, and it's a very, very easy, stress-free stress lifestyle where you're still able to pay back your student loan debt. And the same thing's most likely going to happen in dentistry. You know, our generation, um, you know, we're in our, in our mid-30s, and the generation below us, you know, we are a generation of people who want experiences. We don't want gaudy things. We're not like our parents who wanted the crystal chandelier hanging in their atrium. Yeah. Um, we're all about experiences. We're all about low stress, low anxiety. So You're making me nervous now. <laughs> my dentist is stressed out about his debts. That's not a good thing. Well, yet... They, so, so dentists are, and, and, and recent graduates, they're looking to go into low-stress environments. So coming out of dental school, where you've just been you know, stressed for the past four years with tests and competencies and board examinations, to know that you have a guaranteed $100,000, $150,000 job that you know will help you pay your student loan debt with the opportunity over time to potentially make two hundred, even $250,000 you know, why would you not go that route? Um, especially when you hear from all your friends who own practices or who are associating looking to buy into a practice, 
that they might have to take another five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars in in loans just to buy a practice, you know, just from a pure stress standpoint, you know, going the the corporate route actually makes for a nice lifestyle, but you're giving up the earning potential. Right, and the consumer gets it because we sitting in that chair are getting, uh, in some cases, uh, some corners cut and uh, over over build or over medicated on some things um i i would i would i would compare it to going to the hospital now you know most hospitals of course they're owned by these large umbrella group hospitals even your private practice you go to your 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 primary care physician you know have you ever wondered why every time you go in you get the same routine test well why am i i don't need this test why am i getting this test why am i getting this this the ct scan because they know that if you get the CT scan, they'll bill for they'll be able to bill for another treatment and another treatment and another treatment. Hospitals and 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 physicians know they're you know they're they're treating patients to maximize production, um, and because at the end of the day, the head of the hospital uh, is not a is truly not a physician. It's it's a it's a business person, mm-hmm. um, and at at the end of the day, in corporate dentistry, the person who's at the top it might be a dentist, you know, back when they went to school. But at the end of the day, they're they're all about the money. They're all about the production. So I remember when I was a kid, uh, dentists would give a little toothbrush and a lollipop when I walk out. Are you saying that's going to go away too, soon too? No, that's going to continue. That's <laughs> going to continue, and it's going to get even better because now you're not going to get a lollipop what? and a toothbrush. You're now going to get an iPad. Whoa. Um, you're also going to um, be able to refer friends for big rewards. Mm-hmm. You know, just just as any you know big business does, um, it's all about marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that while the dentists might um, again their hands may be tied when it comes to treatment, I do think overall patient experience is going to change and potentially get better. Um, because now, so, okay, so it's not terrible it's not that the dentist ter- doesn't care about me these days. No, but you might, you know, now when you go to your dentist, you might get some warm cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, you might get a hand massage, a foot massage. Whoa! And you know, at the end of the day, there's patients that, if they're being treated in a spa-like environment, um, they might not, you know, worry that you know maybe I had to get an extra couple fillings when I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I think uh, your son is approaching 200, so we're gonna we're gonna have to cut this short. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks for your time, and I love being down here in the basement. Oh, always a pleasure. Let's go, Schwitz. On to the next session.